The minimum requirement for success and achievement in the 21st century is the willingness to learn, unlearn, and relearn. This is the iLead Podcast. Hello and welcome to the iLead Podcast, your one-stop show for personal and professional growth issues. On this podcast, we are passionate about human capacity building and we provide tools, tips, and strategies for your personal and professional growth. And I'm your host, Sylvester Okoyama. A few days ago, I was teasing my wife. Let me tell you a little about my wife so that you can better appreciate the context and content of my tease. When I first met and started dating my wife, she had just rounded up her master's program in history. And so we got married. Nine months into our marriage, having resigned from her previous job, she decided to acquire a skill. For some reason, tailoring became her choice. And so we found and enrolled in a fashion school. We even bought her a manual sewing machine, the, 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 the butterfly. For those of you who are Nigerians, you should know what I'm talking about. Okay, fast forward 14 months later. She has since graduated from the fashion school and was even retained as a mentor and an instructor. Today, she is a paid staff and a fashion instructor in the same school she just recently was a student. Not only that, she does private jobs for clients scattered across different states in the country and she even has one or two clients overseas. Her, her Instagram handle is at gboss underscore kotor. That's gboz underscore kotor. Now here's the thing. By the time she started the school of fashion, she did not even know how to pedal a sewing machine. Yeah, 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 that's true. I was there from the holes, from, from the very scratch, so I know what I'm talking about. She did not even know how to pedal a sewing machine. Talk about a practical novice. She was as blank as they come in sewing matters, that is. Today, like I just said, she's doing pretty much awesome and she has sewed roughly over 50 different different clothes, attires and styles for her several customers and in most cases without any need for any extra adjustments or what have you. Now with this background, you will better appreciate my teeth. Recently, I was telling her that if she had attended a regular university, like we know it, the regular university education, she may have still been learning a bunch of theoretical definitions like what is fashion? What is the history of fashion? What are the different types of fashion ideologies? And maybe, just maybe, she'll still be solving mathematical problems like 
how many yards of ashoke material will be required to sew a style for two customers with the average waist size of 38 inches and you know all those things we do at school solving for x and all that stuff from how i see it the problem with all that kind of learning is that we fill our heads with a bunch of theories without acquiring any practical problem-solving solution for our lives and communities. For the few people who may have been able to connect the dots between what is taught in class and what, what obtains in real life, you'll find out that such people have done lots of personal work by the sides, lots of personal development. I must say here that I am not knocking education generally. I have to make that clear, just in case <laughs> there may be educators, administrators, owners of schools, lecturers, principals, EDC, people like that who may be listening to this podcast at some point in time. What I'm getting at is that we must change our modus operandi when it comes to how we engage with knowledge particularly in the 21st century because I believe that given the short amount of time my wife has spent in the fashion industry she probably will not be able to do all that she has done so far if we had adopted the modus operandi in most of our quote-unquote regular universities and the world is changing there are so many problems begging for solutions we need to step up our game now forgive me if I sound particularly emotional about this, but I am an educator at heart and these kinds of things get to me. Now let me tell you another short tease. I guess I'm a teaser after all. My sister-in-law is currently a student of, what do you call it now, foreign languages in the university. I often jokingly tell her that I bet by the time she's done attending school, she will still not be able to speak the French language. By the way, the French language happens to be like the major language, the, the, the major course they take in that, in that department. And why do I say this? Why do I say she will not be able to speak the French language after, even after four years? You may wonder why I say things like that. It's simple because I've seen what the regular university education does to most of us. We become, we come out more theoretical than practical. I've seen many people who studied foreign language. They graduate and they could not hold a basic communication in the language, supposedly taught. Maybe not, maybe not because the lecturers did not do their best. But because there is something fundamentally archaic about the 20th century learning style. My elder brother recently sent me a video through WhatsApp. It was a short video about an 11-year-old Indian boy who ran an evening class teaching mechanical, civil, 
and electrical engineering design and drafting to graduates and postgraduates, believe it or not, graduates and postgraduate engineers, adults with their BSCs and MSCs in engineering were being schooled by an 11-year-old Indian boy right there in India. You need to see this video. You could Google it. I think his name is Mohammed Hassan Ali. Mohammed Hassan Ali. Google it and check for yourself. You see, these folks went to school and were taught the 20th, the 20th century way. So don't blame them. They only realized their need for upgrade. Hence, they came around in the evenings to be taught by 11-year-old Mohammed. One thing for sure, I salute their humility and willingness to learn. So to wrap this up again, I must repeat, I am not knocking education generally or making light of the efforts of our fathers who have gone before us. I'm only saying that we must replace the 20th century modus operandi with the 21st century modus operandi. Educational administrators and all the stakeholders in the educational sector should come around and brainstorm. They should keep looking into this. For instance, I've been thinking, is it possible to compress all the things we learn in the universities or in the schools of higher learning, tertiary, tertiary institutions? Is it possible to compress all the things we learn for four, five, or six years, as the case may be, into two short years and save ourselves the time? For instance, I think about the likes of Mark Zuckerberg and um, who again? Who, is, who again dropped out of school? I think Bill Gates. Is it possible that those guys knew something that? The regular school curriculum is more like a waste of time. Is it possible that they knew something? Can we take out all the fluff and all the unnecessary stuff in our curriculum, our educational curriculum? Someone has said recently that the 20th century education majors on minors and minors on the major. And those are the kinds of things we need to change. Okay, how do we escape the trap of being stuck with 20th century learning in a fast-paced information age like ours? Here are some practical tips. Number one, go to school. Yes, 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 I said that, go to school. But be a different kind of student. Use a different approach. Be the one student who questions every theory with a view to finding practical applications. As against those ones who only ensure that they read and memorize enough to pass their semester exams. Do you understand that? Alright, number two, take short courses. Attend training seminars and workshops. Go online. There are many online schools where you can take courses, some for free and some paid. Don't limit yourself to the four walls of your quote-unquote university education. No, broaden your mind, expand your horizon. Number three, pay less attention to certificates and paper qualifications. 
In my view, that's one of the bane of 20th century education. We pay too much attention of, on qualifications. Pay more attention, rather, on deliverables, the value you bring to the marketplace. Many of the so-called expatriates we bring into our country do not have high-sounding paper qualifications. Yet, we give them huge amounts of money and military bodyguards because they get the job done. Pay less attention to your paper qualifications. Pursue experiential knowledge. Take internships. Go for practical experience and you'll be fine. I guess I've said enough. I'll leave you with these words again. Remember that real learning happens after you leave the classroom. See you next time. Bye for now. We trust that you have learned something new. You have just listened to the iLead podcast with Sylvester Okoyomo. For questions, comments, and contributions, send an email to iLeadPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.